In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is the Stay Hello and welcome to the weekend edition of the Smart 7. We've got the biggest, best and strangest stories of the week for you in the next seven minutes. Remember, if you're listening to us on Spotify as part of your daily drive playlist, you can just hit the follow button to get regular Smart 7 updates with a new episode each weekday at 7am. As the row over leaks from Dominic Cummings continued, Boris remained under pressure over who paid for refurbishments to his Downing Street flat and whether or not he said that bodies could pile high while discussing the autumn lockdown. Boris himself says it's much ado about nothing. If there's anything to be said about that, any any declaration to be made, that will of course be made uh, in due course. And I'm finding that actually what people uh, here in in North Wales, here in Wrexham, want us to concentrate on is uh, making sure we get on with the vaccine rollout while Labour's Rachel Reeve says there's far too many stories of corruption emerging. The Prime Minister is now corrupting the standards of public life expected in high office. And as he dodges questions and tries to cover up payments for the luxury refurbishment of his flat, as for leaks... We are seeing the pipes burst with a sewage of allegations. Michael Gove appeared in the comments to defend Boris over the alleged bodies piling up remarks, despite the fact that both the BBC and ITV have confirmed the story. This is the Prime Minister who was in a hospital himself in intensive care. The idea that he would say any such thing, I find incredible. I was in that room. I never heard language of that kind. Things definitely didn't get any better for Boris as the cash for curtains row took a new turn with the Electoral Commission launching an investigation into the funding of the flat at 10 Downing Street. Boris really didn't have a great day in the House of Commons either as things got heated at Prime Minister's question time. Keir Starmer wanted to know what exactly are the Prime Minister's priorities. This is a Prime Minister who, during the pandemic, was nipping out of meetings to choose wallpaper. Just last week, he spent his time phoning journalists to moan about his old friend Dominic Cummings. And he's telling the civil service to find out who paid for the refurbishments in the flat. Why doesn't the Prime Minister just tell him? Boris, for once, seemed genuinely rattled and irritated as the row rumbled on. Uh, He has half an hour every week uh, to put serious and sensible questions to me about the state of the pandemic, about the economic recovery, about jobs for the people of this country. And he goes on and on, Mr Speaker, about wallpaper when, as I've told him umpteen times now, I paid for it. As the vaccination programme continues, Matt, I'm 42, Hancock turned up at his local vaccination centre along with Deputy Chief Medical Officer Jonathan Van Tam to get the jab. It didn't hurt a bit, just like the Queen said, barely a scratch. Thank you, JVT. And as we move closer to the May the 17th deadline for travel, Heathrow Airport CEO John Holland Kay has serious concerns that Border Force may not be ready to cope with a possible flood of travellers. Well, I'm deeply concerned about that. They're struggling to cope with even the few thousands of passengers who are coming in at the moment and all the extra checks that Border Force have to impose on them. And they either need to change that system or they need to have more Border Force officers on the desk. Even as Britain moves to open up, India continues to struggle under a second wave of coronavirus, as Dr Ranjeev Ranjan explains. Uh, there is a panic everywhere. The condition is very bad, uh, very worse. Yeah, they are so panicked that they are running for hospitals. There is no hospital with us. Across India, the situation is really grim. 
India is in the grip of a deadly COVID wave with record levels of infection for a fifth day in a row, with over 300,000 new cases reported. America is releasing AstraZeneca supplies for use in India and the UK and European countries are sending help as oxygen supplies run out. But New Delhi doctor Dr. Harjit Bhatta says things are grim. Our situation is very horrific. It's uh, actually very traumatic also, mentally traumatic, because we are seeing lots and lots of patients who are who comes to us begging for hospital beds for oxygen or they were just crying of saying that our patient saturation is falling and please handle them or please give them beds uh, in your hospital but our hospitals are already overwhelmed and dr jamil shahid a virologist in new delhi says it's critical that people take precautions to slow down the spread of the disease often in a country as densely populated as india it's difficult to maintain the distance that is required but the least we can do is to wear masks and to wear masks properly still to come on the standout seven we pay tribute to astronaut michael collins and bring you all the winners from the oscars it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com The Guardian broke a story late Thursday night that accuses Noel Clark, actor, director, producer, screenwriter and recipient of the BAFTA Outstanding Contribution Award of serious sexual harassment. The article revealed complaints from 20 women. For his part, Noel vehemently denies the accusations and his lawyers released a 29-page letter with a detailed response. He's pledged to defend himself and denies any sexual misconduct or wrongdoing. However, BAFTA have now suspended him only two weeks after he received his award and spoke about the struggle to make it in the industry. My journey in this business has been a battle at times. And as I stand here right now, I know a lot of the work I've done is not BAFTA worthy. But I think this is about the journey. It's about the times maybe it was worthy and not recognised. I stand on the shoulders of giants and hopefully people see that I've tried to elicit change in the industry. So this is for the underrepresented. The death's been announced of Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins. He was on the first mission to land a man on the moon, piloting the craft while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin touched down on the lunar surface. He died aged 90 and spoke to BBC's Hard Talk in 2019 on the 50th anniversary of the flight on how the sight of Earth from space changed his view of the world forever. Rest in peace, Michael. If there's any part of the flight of Apollo 11 that sticks in my memory, it is the memory of a little tiny thing that you can obscure with your thumbnail, blue and white, the white of the clouds, the blue of the ocean, just a trace of land, gorgeous, very shiny, bright background, uh, totally black. Uh, I, I will remember that all my life. Sunday night saw the 93rd Academy Awards take place at a range of different locations, including a train station. The biggest surprise of the evening saw Anthony Hopkins win Best Actor for his role in The Father, while Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor for his role in Judas and the Black Messiah. We've got to celebrate life, man. We're breathing, we're walking, it's incredible. My mum, my dad, they had sex. It's amazing. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I'm here. You know what I mean? So, 
I'm so happy to be alive. The big winner on the night was Nomadland. It picked up Best Picture and saw Chloe Zaho win Best Director, the first woman of colour and only the second woman ever to win Best Director. I have always found goodness in the people I met everywhere I went in the world. This is for anyone who has the faith and the courage to hold on to the goodness in themselves no matter how difficult it is to do that. And Frances McDormand won Best Actress for Nomadland, a film she also produced, and she had her own unique contribution to the Best Picture speech. We give this one to our wolf. This has been the Smart Seven. If you're listening on Spotify, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday at 7. Please like and subscribe everywhere or enable our skill on Alexa.